I'm Derek. And I'm Jansen. And this is Not Making Sense. Today we're going to walk you through Spotted Horses by William Faulkner. We'll be going through a basic summary of the short story along with the general styles and themes used throughout the piece. It's important to learn the methods of Faulkner's madness to better understand his stories and the writer. I think the story, yeah, it takes place in Wapa, <coughs> Yakanaka Tapa County. Yeah, that, that was it. All right. As he was saying, it takes place in the same region as many of Faulkner's other stories. Um, the connection between this and his other stories is the Snopes family. The main character in Spotted Horses is Flem, the outcast brother of Sardi, the story barn burning. The story starts off with a horse auction held by a Texan man hired by Flem Snopes. Flem uses the Texan man as a front to con off his horses. The horses are beautiful, but they're crazy and uncontrollable. These are the same horses that are in uh, As I Lay Dying that uh, Jewel buys. Yeah. The Texan sells the horses off to Miss, Mr. Armstead and gives one to X Snopes, who is related to Flem. X horse ends up crashing into the Toll's wagon and it sends their mules off, dragging Mr. Toll along with them for a while and entering him. It's kind of like a slippery slope where it keeps getting worse as the story goes on. Yeah. Mr. Armstead tries to get the Texan to give the money back, but he says that to get the money from Flem later. Flem later says that he gave the money to the Texan and tries to pay the $5 debt off with a five-cent candy. This is further showing how he's a con man, and this is the only way he knows how to act. Yeah. And it seems to suffice it for a while, but actually the story ends in two court cases, Mrs. Armstead versus Flem Snopes and Mrs. Toll versus X Snopes. The court says that Mrs. Armstead cannot prove that Flem masterminded the auction. So she has no case and also says that since Eck never paid for the horse, he doesn't own it and thus has no liability for Mr. Toll's injuries. The court ends with saying that, ironically, the people who have responsibility for the horses are Mrs. Armstead and Mr. Toll, who don't want them at all. So kind of what happens is the people that are getting wronged in this story end up getting put in the wrong later on and at the end of the story. Now that you're all caught up with the summary of the story, Let's move into the different themes and styles that Faulkner uses. Faulkner often uses the style of old Southern humor in his stories to lighten the mood of the piece and help portray his ideas better to the reader while keeping the plot intact. Spotted Horses is certainly no exception to this pattern, as the story ends with a seemingly strange outcome that isn't seen in novels at this time. It does seem a little odd, but it adds a style of humor while portraying Faulkner's messages. His stories usually include little twists and turns that are hard to predict and are unexpected to the readers, due to how rarely these kinds of things happen in these traditional short stories. This level of humor was definitely one of Faulkner's signature styles that put him in the spotlight and above the writers at this time, kind of set him apart from others. Yeah, there really wasn't anyone at this time that was doing this type of stuff. Like, he was really kind of a pioneer. Yeah, of course. It became so common for him, this style, that when people read or hear about this kind of old southern humor, they oftentimes think of Faulkner as the first thing. To be more specific to Spotted Horses, let's talk about the ending and the middle part, which is the unexpected part. A horse rampages through the home of Mrs. Littlejohn, and she's an elderly woman, and in order for her to completely stop this rampage, all she does is simply hit it on the head with her washboard. It's kind of a funny cartoon Tom and Jerry style thing that you wouldn't expect in a novel at this time. Uh, so it's, it's a large, strong horse, so it seems strange that this small, old woman is able to do such a thing. This seems unrealistic and untraditional compared to the other stories written during this time period. Also, kind of to add to the humor, in this scene, there's, like, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And so the, the horse runs it's in. Hectic. Yeah, and there's some guy in the window that has like socks on his hands. And it's, it's just kind of like a mess. And then 
it's, it's all abruptly stopped by this old lady with a washboard who hits it in the front. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it almost seems like a cartoon. It's a way to incorporate nonsensical humor that doesn't have much impact on the plot, but is able to keep the readers hooked and interested. There are also a few long-term patterns used throughout the story that portray this humor and keep the plot. Uh, for example, there's a running gag where it seems like the characters that are wronged throughout the story end up being put in the wrong or just facing the punishment of their own things. So more specifically, when uh, Mr. Toll gets seriously injured uh, with X-Horse, they're not able to prove that that it's his horse, that it's X-Horse, because he never bought the horse. So therefore, Toll cannot get... He can't win the court case and get money for his injuries. And it's kind of just like a, a thing about the time, just like, I don't know, things don't go right. Like, clearly, it's X's fault. Like, obvi- obviously, it's yeah, X's fault. Yeah, it's, it's, it's obvious. The court just doesn't see it that way. And like, that kind of has to do with the South and yeah. how and the Anybody looking are. at it yeah. would be like, yeah, that's clearly X's fault. But in this case, the court says, no, we can't prove yeah. it. And, of course, he's also from the powerful Snopes family. Yes. All right, we'd like to take a short break to introduce our sponsors for this episode. Matter Taylor Lawn Care. They're an up-and-coming local business that will mow your lawn for the lowest rate in town. It's a very great service, and it is important to support these local businesses, especially your homecoming king, Richard Matter, who is the lead second to Carter Taylor. Uh, You can text the phrase, no sense, to 555-555-5556 for 5% off on your next lawn mowing. Again, that's no sense. N O S E N S E. Personally, five 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 six. Personally, I can say this is an amazing service, and I, as I've worked with this business a number of times, they've always taken care of me and my family. All right, thank you for your time, and back to Spotted Horses. All right, let's get back to the book. Now, I've seen a lot of analysis, and there's a lot of very interesting things that people have to say about of course, this book. Of course, it's Faulkner. What do you expect? One interesting thing I read was about Faulkner. He's a, he's a southerner. He's not a fan of letting one, anyone get the better of him. He uses Flem kind of as an extension of himself in the story because Flem's a con man by heart that plays people like cards. Faulkner says that fellow could make a nickel where it wasn't before sense to begin with. It's kind of confusing, but it, it's pretty much saying he's a con man. Yeah, he's, he's kind of like starting with something and selling it off, like a snake oil salesman. He can go from nothing to something. Yeah. In the story, Flem uses his ability to suppress Mrs. Armstead for a while. While she's complaining about not getting her $5 back that Flem claims to have given to the Texan, he buys candy in front of her with a nickel. He gives the candy to her kid, who is next to her. She accepts it if he's being kind. The people in the store who saw him buy the candy and sit in disgust and awe as he has somehow diffused the situation. Like, he, he owed them five bucks. Yeah, it's kind of back to that humor where the person getting the person in the wrong is the one getting wronged, and it's it's crazy how this is able to happen, and it's it's fun to laugh at this kind of thing. Yeah, at, at, at the end of the story, Flem gets out like cop free, and the people who are hurt by him now have the burden of the crazy horses. Though Flem obviously seems like the antagonist, he's actually like kind of portrayed as the protagonist of the of the book because Faulkner likes his characteristics because it's like an extension of himself. He thinks that, I mean, if you can beat someone and get away with it, it's their fault. Yeah, it's kind of trying to show his intelligence, how, how he's able to get out of situations like this with just his wits. Another interesting idea I saw about the book was the symbolism of the horses. Uh, in folklore, horses are kind of seen as demonic. They're almost like an attractive evil. In the book, it says that they are colored like parrots and quiet, quiet as doves, and any one of them could kill you as quick as a rattlesnake. Using a bunch of metaphors all in one quick conjunction. Yeah. 
The horses were beautiful and peaceful up until the characters in the book bought them. Once the horses were bought, they went crazy and ran away. The horses are exactly what the horses of con man should be. Flem, the con man, uses the horses to tempt the people for money, and as soon as they buy them, he disappears. This idea is very much like the Christian idea of temptation. An example of this is in the story of Adam and Eve. Adam takes the bite of the apple and God punishes them. Kind of in the same way, the people buy the horses and then the horses turn on them. This kind of aligns with Faulkner's idea that if you're stupid enough to be conned, you deserve the repercussions seen in the court cases. So like in the, in the South at this time, uh, it was kind of seen to like, like the feeble-minded, because this is Reconstruction era, like the feeble-minded people take advantage of them. I mean, like, it's kind of like a natural selection yeah, type of thing. Yeah, it's showing the, the smart. All right. Well, I, I think we're just about out of time here. Yeah, I think that was, that's all we got for today. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been No Sense with Derek and Jansen. All right.